Welcome to Day 304 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2, The Drama of Scripture. I'm Paul Kemp here with David Keefe and Cindy Kemp. Kresge's are in New Mexico at our student ministry camp this week, and uh, we're hoping they're a little bit cooler than we are in the heat of the day here. Although any of you who've ever been to Christ Church, where our studios are, you realize air conditioners work very well here, so we're perfectly comfortable as we do this. We've uh, been talking, uh, you know, this year, reading and talking and pondering, you know, the grand story of Scripture uh, that finds its fulfillment in Christ. And uh, Matthew is uh, one of the gospel writers that loves that word and uses it more than anyone else, you know, the the word of fulfillment. Uh, And uh, that can become such a biblical word to us. Uh, We ought to hear it, bring it into its fullness. And so everything that God has been doing from creation uh, through judgment, through the calling of Abraham, the establishment of Israel, uh, the restoring of Israel uh, is led you know, to, uh, to these moments, and especially leading to the moments that are just ahead of us in these readings as we come ever nearer the cross. So Jesus' disciples have made the trip to Jerusalem. They've cleansed the temple. Uh, he's prepared them for hard days you know, to come. He's told them parables about their readiness. And uh, we move into a couple of warm moments, you know, before the cross uh, as uh, Jesus prepares, you know, to, to go to the cross as he spends time with his disciples. And he's anointed, uh, you know, by a woman in Bethany. So before we read, as always, uh, we, we pause, give ourselves fully to the Lord, expecting him to give himself fully to us in Scripture. So, David, you mind lifting us up for the word of prayer? No, let's pray. Father, we do thank you so much for your word. We thank you here for the gospel of Matthew. And we thank you for these warm moments we see with Christ and, and his disciples before he goes to the cross. And so we ask now that as we read passages that are maybe very familiar to us uh, in, a, in a fresh way, you would open the, the eyes of our hearts to behold the beauty and the, the wonder of Christ, and in that we'd be renewed and restored um, to live um, as his people here in this place. We ask you would do that deep work in us um, for your glory and, and our joy. We pray it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Matthew 26, and when Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, as you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priest and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him, but not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. While Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which he poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She's done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, 
where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, go into the city a certain man, uh, to a certain man and tell him, the teacher says, my appointed time is near. I'm going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after the other, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The son of man will go just as is written about him, but woe to that man who betrays the son of man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to him, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. I tell you that I'll not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, This is the very night before the rooster crows, you have disowned me three times. But Peter declared, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. So you have these, you know, two very warm uh, moments, you know, the anointing of Jesus, you know, at Bethany, and of course, uh, sharing the table, you know, with the disciples, uh, you know, for Passover, kind of intertwined with these ominous threats, you know, the chief priest uh, meeting to, uh, uh, to conspire against Jesus, Judas being so indignant, you know, at the behavior of Jesus that, uh, he agrees for 30 pieces of silver to give them away. And even, even as Jesus is giving his, his, you know, giving them a cup that is his blood for the forgiveness of their sin and for the new covenant, uh, he's warning them that every one of them will fall away on account of him. And Peter says, yeah, maybe so. They might, but not me. <laughs> and, and, of course, they all declare their loyalty to Christ. And, and we know how the story will go from here. That was kind of just, you know, taking them just in the contrast, you know, we see, you know, Jesus, you know, at the table and then, and this woman, you know, pouring this expensive perfume on him and the disciples get indignant and, and he kind of corrects them. And so you see this lead up to his cross, up to the cross, you know, this woman is, is giving, you know, to Christ. And then immediately we're hit with that really kind of stark contrast when we get to Judas that he's just taking, you know, what, what can I get? Yeah, and so just a kind of a, you know, just a, a kind of two scenes of of just very different approaches to Jesus. And no, she's willing to give no much doubt. for him, and he's willing to take and betray him. Yeah, but so she she gives very much just to show her love and appreciation for Jesus, and uh, and Judas sells him away for very little, mm-hmm. you know, the price of a common slave, and uh, so it's an interesting kind of uh, you know juxtaposition you know, that's you know taking place. You know, taking place in the text, and and then of course you know the grace with which you know Jesus receives this, uh, and I can't imagine you know having a whole jar of perfume poured out on my head 
that seems a little more irritating than uh, than, than beautiful. But that's yeah. the way that uh, you know the way that Jesus received it. What a beautiful <laughs> gift, and what a preparation, and you know, for what is to come. Uh, and uh, you know, I, there, there's you know a, another little you know subtle thing hidden away in there. They're eating at the house of Simon the leper. And, of course, there was no way that they could do that had he not been healed and had he not been touched by Jesus. And, of course, there's no way that this woman would do that had she not, you know, somehow seen the grace and the forgiveness of Jesus and in extravagance, you know, poured out, uh, you know, her gratitude. And that is always a gorgeous picture of worship, uh, you know, pouring out, you know, extravagant gifts before the Heavenly Father uh, who has poured out extravagant gift for us mm-hmm. and the gift of his son. Yeah, when I think about this giving, of course, this woman who was extravagant, and then I also think about the um, elderly woman in the temple who gave... Your minds, yeah. And, but yet it was all that she had, you yeah. know, when it was so little. And then you think about, uh, we looked at the Pharisees who... Um, you know, were exacting in how they even gave or, you know, contributed their, their, their cumin. cumin yeah. And, yeah. Their, their met- and, and so you realize and that yeah. you have this extravagance. And I wonder if they have, mix the met and the dill and the cumin together. Uh, oh or if the guy getting Shuck. their tithes, like, what do you want me to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you just see how there is just extravagance when it you know when your heart's changed by jesus there's extravagance and there's the giving of all yeah instead of the measuring out and kind of feeling like you're beholden to give something or you're you yeah. know tied no, to that's, sacrifice. that's a really good point so. yeah, sometimes we're very measured in our worship very measured in our giving very measured in our you know response to the grace of the gospel and, and, and all of that and of course when we see the gospel it does call you know, not for a part of us, you know, or a few minutes of our day or yeah. a little bit of our income, but a response of everything we are and all that we are, you know, for the person, you know, of Jesus. And then you have Jesus, of course, having the mill, and yet, you know, he's about to give it all himself to, you know, give everything. He's he's going to lose his life. He's going to give it all on for us, as his ulti- as he is the ultimate sacrifice. No, yeah, so and it, about extravagance it, it, and yeah, giving all. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the most extravagant gift you know that one could possibly give. You know, greater love has no man than this. You know, in, in the Gospel of John, then he laid down his life for his friends. And of course, when he says, "This is my body, and this is my blood," uh, you, you have exactly you have exactly that which is given for you. And I've always you know enjoyed that uh, last little phrase. Uh, I won't drink of this cup again until I do so with you in my Father's presence. Mm-hmm. And it's just the guarantee of being invited into the banquet. Uh, parables that we talked about last week, extravagance of the banquet, the ox are slain and the, the vats are full and uh, we're invited into this wonderful celebration, the wedding feast of the Lamb. Heavenly Father, thank you for your body and your blood uh, are broken for us and spilled out for us for a new covenant in which we uh, offered forgiveness of sin and not simply forgiveness of sin. You uh, take out of us a heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. You remove an unwilling spirit from us and give us a willing spirit. You place your spirit in us and you, you move us uh, to respond to your, your laws and your decrees uh, not just simply with an outward measured obedience, but with deep heart obedience mm-hmm. uh, for your for your glory. May we, Father, become extravagant worshipers. It's in your holy name we pray. 
Fair enough.